For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. The Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should Because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. So we took a week off, a little rest and relaxation over on the East Coast with the family. Uh, took this week and was planning on getting back on schedule and then got into a little bit of uh, food poisoning. So here we are. It is Saturday, 423, getting back into the swing of things. So again, this week, the show is brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. I appreciate those folks over there been with me for a while now. And uh, it's going to be another good show this week. The draft is right around the corner. Um, each and every week in the NFL through this offseason, I've enjoyed more and more how nice it's been to be a Bills fan because of so much drama that's taking place with all these other teams and big time players moving. You got Debo asking for trades now. You got, it's just when the stars start wanting to move and it's not your team. It feels really good, and it was going well for us. Uh, no distractions really so far in the off season. Now we've had a couple little hiccups here this uh, past week and uh, previous week that we're going to hit on a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, like we do every week on the nerd, we are going to highlight a charity. Uh, this week I wanted to keep it kind of take it back to the basics because I, you know, I mentioned that I was uh, out on the East Coast last week and uh, you know just wandering around and thinking about you know national parks and just seeing you know how you know, beautiful this world is that we live in. Uh, you know, it made me think about we're, we're in these times where we're in housing crises, you know, and we're just eating up land. We're doing all these things and we're taking away some of this greatness that, you know, the country has. So this week, I just wanted to highlight the National Parks Foundation. Uh, you've, I, I would guess that most people know them. If you don't, hey, you do now. Uh, but 
you know, it's just one of those things that I think we take it for granted. Uh, Western New York, not so much. I mean, you folks, uh, you you have a lot, you know, more of forest and kind of things taking place than what's left here in California. But, you know, beaches are affected, forests are affected. So it's uh, just an organization that's been around forever. You know, they take care of, you know, what we can do. You know, they plant trees, do all that kind of stuff. So if you just head over to nationalparks.org, check them out. If you haven't been there in a while, see what they're up to, see what they're working on nowadays. Um, because, you know, like I mentioned, they've been around for a while. So very cool organization. Uh, you can donate. I mean, there's just, there's tons of way to connect. I'm sure you can find local things in your area and all that kind of stuff. So very cool. So the off season has been great, right? I mean, I think we, can, we know that this football team's in a very good place. I mean, the, it, you, if you look at this roster, we just brought in another move this last week that signifies to me that this draft is going to be very interesting. We, if the moment is right, I still believe there's a, a reason that we will just go big and go up. Uh, I think it's there. I still think that there's a reason to do it. But bringing in uh, David Kissenberry, um this last week, he's from Tennessee as well. I think there's some bringing him in to work with Roger Saffold, who he's been around. He's coming from a Tennessee offensive line that I think we've paid respect to in the past few years, that they're nasty, they're mean. They've kind of just, they've got a little grit to them that maybe we've been looking for. Um, you know, and not to say that we don't have it already because we, we had some, you know, guys that were doing that, but the skill level fall off. So we need guys that can do it at a high skill level and, and bring, you know, some continuity to this offensive line. So I thought it was another brilliant signing. I mean, Bean's just been competitive, you know, about going out and keeping good players. And I think we've seen the direction here. He's addressed his lines. He's addressed them heavily, defensively and offensively. They've both been addressed. So to me, this draft is very interesting. Um, I, you know, there's reports all over the place, this, that other wide receiver. I, I just, to me, this still feels like it's, it's a cornerback draft and, or we're going up and we're getting somebody that we think is a very, very solid piece to the puzzle. Because when you think about this roster, we've already talked about this to end after end after end, that this team isn't necessarily going to house many rookies that get drafted. Um, they might end up on other teams. They might end up on our roster, but they're not going to be necessarily impact players. We got three impact players last year, um, you know, and Gabe Davis should make a big leap this year, which he was a, you know, a guy from the previous year. Um, but it's, it's, you're just seeing it start to develop as we've been a good football team that there's not room for draft guys, right? If you hit, you hit and that's brilliant. Right. But this to me is, this feels like Brandon Bean is in a perfect position. Sit and wait. You can. I mean, it, it is what it is. But to me, there's a move. I, I, I just can't see any way around this move other making a move and making a splash and trying to get a player. I mean, if you, if you have to give up your one this year, you know, to you make that move. And I, I don't know what else you'd necessarily do because it feels like it would be kind of a dangerous thing to do. But it's, it's being has to have something in mind, but it, to me, it, it all has to really revolve around this cornerback position still with Trey, which, you know, we're not getting all the reports and everything. He can be well on track or doing great. And they just don't want anybody to know, you know, they, well, they want teams to think that they might be without him and maybe he's a hundred percent ready to go. But if he's not, there's a hole with Levi gone. Um, you know, so to me, it feels like a perfect position with the way the team is that you go after a cornerback. And if there's a guy, a couple spots up that maybe you have to give up a third or a fourth for, and you, and you swap your first, and maybe you do something late in the next year's draft, 
I, I think that's the move. And I, and I'm not going to be surprised if it happens who it would be. I don't know. I'm, I'm not the guy that's hunting down every, you know, draft prospect and seeing that there's some great guys out there doing that. And I definitely am paying attention to what they're saying. And I think it's interesting, but to me, uh, this draft is going to be very interesting for the bills. I think Bean has found himself a perfect opportunity to sit and wait move back even. I mean, there's, there's no pressure to like, if you get two guys in the beginning of the second round, say, I think that could be just as productive as late in the first round. Right. So for me, this draft is, it's the most exciting one that we're going to have had in a while because it, what if we do like, what if we do go for that big splash? You know, what if we make that big move and we go up and we get a predominant player to now fit into this puzzle? The only reason that I'm a little concerned about that, but I'm also saying that it could happen is because of money. What we're looking at, we're about $8 million. I think SportTrack has us at right now. Uh, I don't think that includes Caseenberry, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, his new number in the into things yet. But about $8 million, you need roughly that to sign draft picks. So if you do go up, you go up pretty high, that number comes up a little bit. Um, you won't have as many picks, but you're going to offset that with a higher number. But on the other side of that, that I find will be may change the tune of the draft a little bit is, is there still somebody that could get moved? Uh, I mean, we heard reports earlier that there's a possibility that there's a star player on this team or a perceived star player on this team that could get moved. Uh, I, you know, spoke on it earlier on in the year, uh, you know, Trayvon Edmonds to me would be the only piece to that puzzle that I would say I would move. I'm um, just based on contract situation, what we have, what we, you know, he, he needs to make a big step this year is basically what it boils down to you for me. Um, even though if you look at his numbers, he's very productive. The only thing that's hurting him is just he, the big play, the big play flash production of big play flash, I think is the only thing that really hurts him. And it makes him not look as good as some of the other guys out there, even though he puts up similar numbers. So his involvement could be intriguing. I, I don't really see that this is necessarily going to happen with him because he's so young and he could be so productive and you might, it, it might just click one year where he's just bam, it's it and it's over and he's, he's phenomenal, but he's been super productive and this defense has been top 10, number one overall last year with him in it. So that's something you also have to consider. The other piece of this that, uh, you know, I haven't really talked about too much is the Poyer contract. You know, if you look at what he's getting paid, um, I, I think there's there's reason for him to complain. I mean, he had an all pro season. He's been a stud for more than just this past season. He was a stud the year before. Um, he's He's been playing very good football here. Now, granted, he signed what he signed previously. Right. But he is on the last year of a contract. Uh, he sees money being handed out and. For me, I, I, why not go and get it? Um, you know, the boys came back to work this past week, you know, and doing some of the voluntary stuff. He did not show up. Uh, that, that I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Do I think that he's not practicing or being prepared? No, not at all. So what happens with him is interesting as well. Now, I, I think that he's post draft either way. I do believe from hearing everything that gets talked about by Bean, who, if you listen to the press conference with him the other day, he wants Jordan here. McDermott wants Jordan here. I think everybody believes Jordan wants to be here. He wants to finish out a bill. He, he I think he wants the same idea of, hey, I want to be Stefan Diggs here and say, hey, I know I'm going to finish here and this is where I'm done. And I want to move on and be productive in my career like that. And he knows Micah Hyde's still here. That's a big piece of this puzzle because as good as you are, 
are you as good as you are because of where you are and who's next to you? Or are you really that good? Right. So if you go and you sign this big contract with other teams, does it really necessarily flash if you're not that great? Now, I think he's all pro still. He's still a great player, but where he is right now, the system fits. It allows him to play a certain way. So his contract is post-draft, but now that starts making things happen in your head saying, well, what if they don't work something out with him? What's the safety position look like? I do believe we have some depth there and we've, we've kept some people around. And I think that's for good reason. And plus we have safeties that are a little older, you know, you have to pay attention to that. So with all of the stuff that's happening, and I think that deal does get taken care of after the fact. I really do believe that he stays here and he at least signs another three-year deal probably uh, to stick around with the team. Maybe uh, after the second year, it's, it look it can get looked at again by both parties um, you know, for his respect and for the team's respect. So to me, this draft is very interesting um, you know, because of those, those kind of pieces where you have to start thinking about that and what money is going to look like. And are, are you going to have to fill the linebacker position next year? You know, are you going to have to fill a safety position now next year? Are you going to have to do these things? So looking at the roster, I it's cornerback or bust for me in this draft. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean one. You know, I've mentioned that I, I would I have an idea in my head that we go up and we get one. I mean, I, I think that you saw that they had a lot of success in drafting Tredavious White. Now that, you know, that we went back and that fell in our favor, right? We had an opportunity up higher and we passed on everybody knows who, but whatever, um, because we have everybody knows who now. And I think we're all quite happy with that. So for me, he's, this is the piece of the puzzle that's now might be time to do it again. I mean, Trey, you, you drafted him and then you got him into a second contract. I think it's time that you try to, if you think there's a guy there that, fits what you're trying to do, uh, that you go and you do it again. You've had success with it. Um, you know, the offensive line, it's, it seems pretty packed right now. Um, if you're just kind of whittling your way through this, if you're walking through the draft with knowledge of everything that's taking place, the D line just got stacked, you know, so far doesn't mean we're not going to add more, right? But the draft has two pieces to it. It has the draft and it has the post draft where you can go after undrafted guys. And for me, we're, we're probably more of the undrafted market in a lot of those line positions uh, right now, just trying to find a diamond in the rough because we're, we're pretty deep at those. If you look offensive line, they're, they're older, right? We are a little older at the position, uh, minus Bates and Spencer Brown. The rest of the folks are a little bit older. So I, I imagine there's still a look there, but it doesn't feel like a position you're going up and getting, uh, especially with Mitch Morris being around for a couple more seasons. Uh, I think if he was going to be done after this season, that center would be a viable position to go after late in the first round or early in the second round. Uh, if you got moved back or even just late in the second round, you know, where you pick again. Um, we saw Creed Humphrey come out last year and he was, he's been phenomenal for the chiefs so far, but then you go and you start looking running back. I, I feel like it's a position that's going to get addressed in the draft, right? I mean, there's no, in, in either form of the draft. I mean, this could very much just be an undrafted thing. I mean, you've got three guys on the roster right now with NFL experience, NFL production. They're all fairly young still. I mean, this is a, it's a prime position where you could literally, if this can be a productive workforce, you can just keep rolling with these guys. I mean, Singletary's not old. Uh, Moss is not going to be old. Uh, you know, Duke Johnson's been banged up, but he has not been a like predominantly beat up back in the league because he hasn't had a lot of wear and tear because he's he's been injury prone. But 
I mean, you you can go into this season fairly comfortable at running back if those three guys stay healthy. I think you have everything that you potentially need. Yeah, I mean, you saw it last year uh, that we basically almost pulled it off. You know, so uh, for me, that's kind of a position that it's undrafted. Um, you know, tight end. Again, uh, an undrafted position for me, probably unless there's somebody late in the draft that you're looking to go after because there's, you know, Knox is, he's per, he's proving that he's getting good, right? And if he continues to progress and he continues to get really good, then you have to worry about potentially if you're going to be able to pay him and keep him around when he comes due. So you always have to be churning and, and burning in that position, I think, as well. Uh, you know, the AJ, OJ Howard piece uh, coming in, hey, that's it's a nice piece to have. And he's young as well. Right. And he hasn't had the big production. So he's at a lower number. Um, but tight end, uh, that's something I'd probably be looking at here. Um, you know, moving into wide receiver position, I, I just feel like we've, we've got enough on this offensive wide receiver core right now. Again, they probably look, but that's why I again feel like that if you're hearing me kind of talk through a lot of these positions that are really coming to me is just, I think that we look, but that's mostly just because the fact that we have a very, very good defense right now and we have a pretty stacked offense. So that's why I'm suggesting we go heavy after one position this season because we've been looking good. Um, but you start trickling over into the defensive side of the ball. Again, we've talked about the linebackers. I mean, you're going to add one. I think that this this season you you really have to add one, right? You have to look at this as Tremont's probably not going to be around. Right. So if he's not going to be there, then we should probably make sure that we are going to go ahead and we're going to bring one in. So that would be a position for me, maybe something third round. We've had great success in the third round with running backs or excuse me, with the linebacker position. So I think that might be something we'd look to do. Besides that, I, I, it just feels too much like cornerback. You, you always hear NFL coaches all the time and GMs talk about you always want to look at cornerbacks because they, they do take a little bit of a beating. You know, they tend to get hurt. Um, and this is a passing league. You need a buttload of them if you can get them. So I think cornerback is the position. We're, we'll see. I mean, we I'll speak again on this after the first round next week um, as the show will be coming out, uh, you know, next Friday. So we'll talk about it after the first rounds in place, kind of, you know, seeing what we're thinking about going in the second round. But that's where I'm at on this. I I think there's a lot of great opinions out there. And some of these things I'd like to see take place. But it feels so set up to just go big and go home on a cornerback right now. Or maybe you just sit there and you take your cornerback if somebody happens to fall, but it feels very much to me like this is going to be a cornerback. And then we're going to see a linebacker and probably, probably an offensive lineman in the first three picks would be my guess at, at this point in the juncture who, what, I don't know. I, I haven't div- really got into the players that much this year, but so that's kind of where I stand. I do think that this is going to be fun. Either way, I think there's going to be some moving and grooving in this draft for us. Uh, I just, with the money situation, players that need to be paid still, draft picks not really making the rosters. There's too many reasons for us not to make a move. Is it the first round? Who knows? I think that's where we should do it because I think if we go just a few spots, uh, we get in 17, you know, somewhere around in there, maybe even down in the 15 that we could probably get a guy that would be good and it's not going to cost us a ton to do it, but we will see. I'm excited to see it. Uh, and like I mentioned at the top of this, everything was going great. You know, so far the Jordan Poyer stuff kind of trickled in. I, as soon as I saw that he was with Drew Ozenhow, I knew that this was going to change things. It, it was going to be looked at differently. Beans mentioned, expects it to get done. Works with Drew, should be fine. The other thing that just came out recently, which is um, not cool, and I'm I'm a little surprised. Uh, the now I'm sure the organization knew about it. 
but this Von Miller stuff, it's it's just not cool. And and it's been like an ongoing thing that's just been able to be taking place and taking place in the NFL where it gets shoved aside, shoved aside. Whether it's right or wrong, that's not I'm not the judge or jury or any of that kind of stuff. But to me, I'm a little stunned. That's why I I have to imagine that the team knew this was going to take place and or that it was on the radar um, because why would you bring him in if he's not? And this does question some of the character stuff that you're speaking highly of. Um, so for me, not cool. Uh, people standing up for him immediately. Uh, also not cool. Um, like there's two sides to every story. Um, uh, just because he's the athlete and he has money doesn't mean that uh, we have to say that the other person is just coming after him for that, this, that, and the other. So intriguing to see what happens with this because this doesn't this doesn't fit what this culture has been doing um so either it was completely swept under the rug and the bills knew nothing about it um they knew about it and they're not anticipating anything too bad to come of it um you know maybe suspensions are possible but this is something that you know was taking place previously uh, but now the second one has come up here so this is just not a good look i don't i'm I, I just don't like the idea of now I know Von Miller is not the f- the face of the franchise, but he just got paid an awful lot of money to come in here. And then this kind of stuff comes out. It's just not a good look. It's not something that I think that the, the bill should be looking to be a part of. I understand this is a business and there's talent to be had and there's talent that's needed to win championships, uh, but not at that expense, not for that quality, not for that kind of player. Now, if, if this is all untrue and whatever that, then okay, that it is what it is. But, uh, you know, it's just not, I, I, we haven't been hearing this from any of our other players, right. Uh, that have been around the system and been a part of the process. So just kind of sweeping it under the rug is an ugly look. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that we were out in front of this. If this is truly something that's coming our way, if there's suspensions coming our way, um, who knows, maybe there's something in the contract that they knew about it and said, Hey, if something comes to this, then we're, there's a change that's made, um, based on what could happen if you miss games, this, that, and the other, but just not a good look. Uh, and people, out there being, you know, like just immediately standing up and bashing the other side of this. Uh, that's not a cool look either. I mean, like the stuff happens. We've, we've, we've seen it happening. Um, and it's not, it's not cool. The NFL has been trying to stop this kind of stuff for years and years and years. So I hope it's, it's nothing massive and, you know, you feel bad for the parties involved. Uh, if it's true, untrue, uh, you know, it's, it's just not cool for anybody to have to have this kind of stuff talked about. Um, but, I mean, it does need to be brought up that this crap is happening, right? So I don't mean it in that regard, but just a kind of a nasty look, especially leading up to the draft. It's not really something that you want to have to, you know, talk about, but it is something that, you know, should be talked about. It's, it's not cool. And, uh, you know, I really hope that, you know, if, if it is that, you know, something does happen, it needs to happen. It's going to be unfortunate that it's going to, he's going to be part of our organization when it does. Um, but. I, something's got to happen. They, they have to start putting kind of a stamp on these things saying, we're not doing this. We're not allowing this. There's only 32 teams. There's only so many positions on each team. Like these are supposed to be the best of the best. Right. And, and we should be, we should be holding that up. And, and I think that the, the Bills Mafia should want that for every one of the guys on our roster that that's, that's, we are the tip of the iceberg on all levels on field, off field, everything that we do. Right. That's what it's supposed to be about. But I'm excited. Like, uh, you know, like I said, we'll talk next week after the draft first round has been over. Uh, you know, I appreciate everybody listening and that's been tuning in, following along with the show. Um, exciting things going to be coming up in the near future here. Going to be making some changes. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for this upcoming season and excited to see what we do next week in this draft because this is 
this is big. I think this is a big opportunity. There's lots of options. So make sure you guys are checking out everything out that's uh, happening with the show or at the buffalonerd.com, all the social channels. Make sure you're following, subscribing, like buttons, notifications, doing all that good stuff to help spread the show around. Really appreciate you guys doing that and becoming part of the Nerd Mafia. And of course, make sure you guys head over to nationalparks.org. Check them out. I'm sure you've been there before. It's still another organization that I think, you know, should be highlighted. Uh, you know, it's, they do a great job with everything that they're up to. So again, get ready for an exciting draft. Make sure you guys are heading over to buffalolowdown.com and checking out everything that those guys are up to. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.